Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another episode of Pieces in Pieces. This is a sub-series of the podcast Under the Stairs where I've taken the movie Pieces from 1982. I've chopped it up into little pieces, five-minute chunks, if you will. I've invited guests on to discuss those five minutes, but here's the kicker. What I've done is I've shuffled the order of the episodes, so I don't know where this one's landing. I'll tell you one thing, under no circumstances, unless the odds are dramatically weird, is this landing chronologically? This is somewhere in non-order as we talk about minutes 60 through 65 on this one here. This means that we will open on a scene of the killer peeking in on a tennis girl who's wrapping a towel around herself as she gets out out of the shower and we'll finish with a character that I've dubbed Not Quite Frank Drebin as he um, is asking for more time. Joining me on this episode to discuss minutes 60 through 65 is my good buddy Jeff Lawn. How's it going Jeff? Hey, doing good. How are you? He cut that poor girl in half while she was still alive. <laughs> That's how I am. Fucking love it. Absolutely love it. This is, we were joking about this off here. But you arguably got the most coveted, maybe out with the ball rip scene at the end and <laughs> the martial arts scene that we were like de- discussing offline. Right. Um, you possibly got the best one here in terms of you got the best kill um, yeah. and you got the most iconic line of dialogue from the film. So I'm going to say, well done, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, Look, I'm not a lucky person. I mean, I'm not an unlucky person. I'm not. Yeah, I okay. I'm more towards the unlucky side in life. But for some reason, whenever I'm on your show and it's some kind of draft, I always strike gold. I don't know. So how thank you for that. <laughs> Next time, pick a lotto, and I'll just strike gold. I'll trade. I'll trade in some good draws on your uh, shows for some piles and piles and piles of cash. No big deal. <laughs> My fingers are crossed for you. Um, <laughs> oh, let's let's get into this. There's a there's a lot to to unpack here. Oh yeah. Um, so like I said, the scene opens with the killer peeking in on the girl who was just playing tennis as she wraps a towel around herself as she's getting out of the shower. In the background is this annoying generic sports music. 
Oh yeah. Which plays through a huge portion of the five minutes here and is the most irritating fucking thing ever. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, I feel like the characters were honestly annoyed with it too. Like they weren't just acting; they couldn't stand it. <laughs> like, like if I, if this is because I think all the audio on this is ADR, so yeah. like they like some uh, this is dumb and dumber. Like this is someone go. I'd imagine the most annoying noise in the world. <laughs> like and that's like oh fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have the girl walking out. Um, a girl walking out and just like aggressively being naked like she is like we we get full bush um, oh yeah we get you know we get lovely breasts and she is just throwing on what looks like the clothes she was playing tennis in i might pick <laughs> this up wrong but i think she's putting her sweaty clothes back on again which it was I'm like the blue jumpsuit pant right yeah i don't i don't yeah just everything's wrong everything's wrong here um and as she's putting her clothes on the killer is walking up to her and uh pulls on the old cord on the chainsaw she looks up she says you which means yeah. she knows the killer um and then runs away from him and then the killer walks once again michael myers-esque it's very slow it's very methodical um but it appears she's being chased by the cameraman because, like, <laughs> like she's looking at the camera as she's running away, but that's not where the killer is. No. <laughs> um, no. So it's all just, once again, just very wrong. Um, we're jumping backwards and forwards primarily here between uh, Kendall and Riggs, who have also been playing a game of tennis, and they're slowly walking up. At first, not annoyed by the music, which is kind of funny. They're just kind of laughing and joking. Um we're gonna we're gonna kick this in here because this, this genuinely i think this kill is fucking amazing um, yeah and it's not over the top but it's the after effect the effects are really 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 well done here but the whole build up to this is it's quite sinister like she runs into try and get into a room which is locked she hides in a toilet she locks the door to his stall and as the killer is cutting through the locked door she wets herself which once yeah. again is just something that I don't know how many movies must have been a thing about the early eighties. There's a similar thing in is it Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? I think so. It's, it's two or three, I think, where it's a character like wets himself while being stopped by Jason. I, it's just something. It's also like reminiscent of like things like Last House on the Left and stuff. It's just very. It's quite jarring for a movie that has been inherently goofy up to this point. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile. Kendall and Riggs are concerned about the music as am I for about the last five minutes of this scene um, I'll be honest, I'm like I'm like, let's get this music off um, and then we get the chainsaw going through the side of the woman, this is a fucking yeah, amazing yeah. scene you brought that up. yeah, the practical effects here are awesome I'm assuming it's like a combination of like a pig's carcass and and fake blood but it, it looks incredible because it looks like a chainsaw slicing through flesh it's fucking awesome yeah like i was you know rewatching it this time you know to record this episode and i was like that looks way better than it deserves to look oh, gotcha. in a movie like this <laughs> like i was like why is that so good and then i like i watched it again too because i had to, i went back and i was like no, I, I made that out to be something more than it was. But I went back and no, it it straight up looks like a chainsaw ripping into some flesh. Like, 
it's unbelievable. Yeah, and we see like plenty of blood spray. We see blood spray on on the girl, but then we switch out of this, and then we have <laughs> we have some tawdry dialogue here. So like, <laughs> bear with me. Um, as Kendall and Riggs are walking up concerned about the music and right after our girl has been uh, cut in half while she was still alive, uh, Willard comes out <laughs> holding a bag, looking suspicious with shifty eye um, and Kendall and Riggs, Kendall remember as a student here who just seems to know everything about campus um, they go up and ask about the music, Willard says they must be testing the system um, and Riggs is like but I thought that was your job and he's <laughs> great line here he's upset yeah he's like no way lady I just take care <laughs> of the grounds all electronics are someone else's headache um, he's like offended I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen anybody get so offended that they How got accused of the <laughs> I'm responsible for the music here I just cut the grass um, so fuck you um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a guy that cuts the grass and if you've listened to us talk about the other five minutes we do here and I don't get paid by the hour so I ain't doing no electronics <laughs> um, so like Rig says to Kendall to go to the Dean's office and find out if they're testing the equipment uh, Kendall apparently knows there's a phone in the janitor's room and that Willard has a key Yeah, Kendall just knows too much um, <laughs> Willard's no one's allowed to use that phone um, for like what's going on why are we making a big deal why are we padding time here we want to see the body uh, Riggs says that she'll take responsibility Willard tells him to stand over at the entrance as if there's a secret combination to get in the door that they're not allowed to see um, and he goes into a room uh, Riggs follows um, Willard uh, to, to, to go and sort the, the volume out and Kendall apparently just wanders into the women's changing area. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you do, I'm like, that. well, if I'm left here, I'm going to Pervin. Um, so he fucks off. Uh, and <laughs> uh, Riggs is really getting angry about, like, the, the noise. She, she thought she overheard screaming earlier on. And mm -hmm. they go into the room. Willard finds out that his keys aren't actually his keys. This doesn't pay off to anything in the movie at all and it's a complete throwaway line, nope. but <laughs> they try and make it out to be something that isn't. These aren't my keys. Um, I swear I had keys just like this. <laughs> well, they're keys, man. They all yeah. kind of look the same. I don't know what, <laughs> the, what you expect. The reason I know that these aren't my keys is they've got an M on them. <laughs> and she's like, well, that might be a double. You might be holding it upside down. Oh, yeah, these are Mackies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> these are totally Mackies. I'm going to hit you with the side eye. <laughs> like, like, my powerful side eye. He's about to switch the music off, and Riggs is like, well, maybe we shouldn't touch these because the killer may have switched the music on. This is like a stretch here. Willard does it anyway because Willard has a history in this movie of touching things the killer's touched. Once again, we're setting them up as a red herring. Um, as they walk back, they can't find Kendall. So the music's now off. Thank fuck. And uh, they walk out and Kendall comes out all pale face, in shock, kind of shaking and tells Riggs that there's another dead girl in the locker room. Willard that this just fucks off. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't question him anymore. He's like, well, I guess my scene's done. I'm out. Bye. Bye. Um, he, like, he disappears and uh, Riggs runs into the room and sees the severed body. 
uh, almost thrown up. The effect is fucking awesome. Right, so yes. this is like legitimately a real girl. Probably the floor's been cut out and she's through it and then they put proper, like almost kind of Herschel Gordon Lewis style viscera um, and like, like cattle, like innards around the body uh, to make it look like she's been cut in half and it's all spilled out everywhere. I fucking yeah. love this. Yeah, um, it's so good, man. It's a, it's a great payoff. We didn't see what the killer did, but when we see the after effect, we know it's fucking gnarly. Um, I like the fact that they, they, they kind of push into that. Then, dude, <sighs> that's when the magic happens. Oh, yeah. Kendall's outside, and Kendall says to Riggs, Did you see it? As if she's going to wait. Oh, no, I never. Is there a dead body in there? I don't know how I missed this severed half body and this torso lying in a, 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 in a toilet room. Um, Riggs says, Yes. While we were fumbling around with this music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her. And then we get a bastard. Then we get a high pitched Slayer esque Angel of Death bastard. Oh, um, yeah. And then a final prolonged after a deep breath for dramatic effect Shatner-esque bastard <laughs> oh it's so fucking good man yeah. a bastard 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 and like we don't even stick this this movie really has issues with scenes go on far too long but dialogue is cut in such a way that every line runs into another line um and that's basically what we get here. She's not even finished the, the last D of Bastard. And then we cut to Christopher George, the lieutenant, saying, the guy, he cut that poor girl in half while she was still alive. You got any idea the <laughs> terror that kid went through? She was still alive, for Christ's sake. Uh, but we're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and then Frank Drebin, uh, not quite Frank Drebin, saying, I know, I know, lieutenant. This is the laziest police officer ever, by the way. He's sitting in a record room. He did his best. He did his best. <laughs> He's like, I know, I know, Lieutenant, but I'm doing the best I can. If I go too fast, I might miss something. You gotta give me more time. And that's where the scene finishes. This, I fucking love this five minutes, right? Because we have the bastard, bastard, bastard line, which is one of the best ones ever. We have arguably the best death in this movie. It's, mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome. And like the whole setup I love this whole kind of stock slash setup because uh, the payoff is worth it I think in other parts of the movie I think the, the payoff I think of the, the the dancer in the dance room who's stalked to the elevator who goes in we see an arm getting chopped off which is pretty fucking great but the payoff isn't really great there like we see the dead body well we actually more see the reactions of people looking at the dead body than we actually see the dead body in a way like it is here so it kind of follows it right through it ups the stakes and it once again it keeps that idea of at this point we know that Kendall definitely isn't the killer so he's been removed as a red herring the movie's still trying to push Willard and we're all sure it's not him at this point so it is kind of pushing that way but then it must be a member of the faculty because they had the key or could it be a student that we've not met yet so I, I kind of love this what about you what's your what's your favorite bits from these five minutes here yeah so i mean there's there's a ton of stuff happening in this five minutes and like you said we, we pretty much strike gold here but 
the one thing I do want to talk about is we get our victim that steps out of the shower, um, her running away from the killer. It reminded me of um, Scary Movie when she's running away, kind of making fun of Sydney from Scream. Like, just that cheesy run where you're not really getting anywhere. And yep. you're like, oh, no, I'm going to get away. But it's that she's doing that. And like you're saying, she's looking at the camera instead of where the killer is. And yep. you're like, oh, okay. So we get that. We get the awesome gore scene. We get Willard being confused that there's more than one set of keys in the world. <laughs> and also being so upset that anybody would even attempt to use a phone. Like, isn't there? He was to, excuse me? Yep. I use that phone. This is my phone. Let's get out of here. So, uh, I mean, that. And then we, we get the iconic bastard, bastard, bastard. Oh. So, I mean... Uh, what more could you want? I mean, skip the rest of the movie if if you really want. <laughs> you got everything you need. Everything you need. I'm fucking three course meal here. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I I love it. I I think it's I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, I will have that like that that bastard scene is it's it has it's transcended the movie like you mentioned off here to me. It's the scene that like almost anyone thinks of when they think about pieces is is um melissa george getting a little bit crazy uh, and this is her moment this is her time to shine in this movie and boy does she ever um uh, <laughs> it's kind of amazing uh so yeah ladies and gents that's your five minutes that is 60 through 65 on this one as always i don't know where these are going to drop so this could be the very first episode you're listening to it could be the end or somewhere in the middle uh jeff you're a busy man you do podcasts and stuff let the listeners out there know where they can check out your stuff yeah you could uh catch me on night of the nerdy laser podcast so that's where i've been for a while now uh me and my buddy richard are covering all the great movies and not so great movies <laughs> out there <laughs> we have a good time we just uh hit episode 100 not too long ago so we did that we uh covered evil dead rise we've covered the stuff as of recent so a lot of good things out there and we got some new things and uh bigger things planned too so pretty excited with that excellent uh, excellent go show this man some love uh jeff always a pleasure to chat to you my friend obviously not knowing the order of these the listeners have either heard you already or will hear you again um and that confusion is what sustains me in my recording <laughs> literally how i how i survive in this one here uh, ladies and gents this has been another installment of pieces and pieces and assuming this isn't the last one there'll be another one coming right up real soon bye everyone <laughs>